Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tony Stark. Now you work for me. Welcome to Rewatch Abilities, the podcast where we revisit movies and TV shows of our past and see how they hold up today. I'm Jay McNabb, joined as always by Robert Larone. And you have any funny name this time? I am Iron Man. <laughs> Damn it. He got us. Uh, Blaine Waters. And this week on the show, we are doing Iron Man, the 2008 John Favreau vehicle. I guess yeah. it wasn't a John Favreau <laughs> no, it was. vehicle. <laughs> no, it was all about his character, Happy Hogan. Yeah. yeah. It's well, a Robert Downey Jr. vehicle. It's the, like a, yeah, it's like the a, Iron Man suit, suit. <laughs> is the vehicle. But he was like the chauffeur, so he's driving the vehicle. Was he the chauffeur in the first? I didn't even see Oh, yeah. This. Literally and metaphorically. Yeah. So it, it's his movie. film. You're right. It's a Robert Downey Jr. vehicle. Yeah. And we're obviously doing this because the big Infinity War is happening. There's a war mm. happening? Yeah, we haven't seen it, so we don't know You know, if Congress has approved the Infinity War. Or no. The no. president's no. just going to do it. It sounds like it'll be just strike. a short skirmish, though. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a 17-minute movie and then <laughs> mission accomplished. But there's rumors, though, that Tony Stark, Iron Man, dies in oh, really? this movie. Because he, his contract is out? I guess so. No, I don't think yeah. he's had a contract for a while, which is why he makes so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Just laughing all the way. But we'll get into that. But before bank. we do, I do want to take a moment and thank all of our Patreon donors. Those are the people that donate a few bucks a month to help keep the show going. Yeah. You're like our Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. If Jarvis gave Tony Stark money. And why yeah. would he? Because that guy's rich. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I never think about these things. I don't really know how money works. Um, <laughs> Give us some. <laughs> but if, if you want to donate to the show, you can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. I do also want to mention our Tee Public store. You can buy a T-shirt with the show's logo. We also got a little Alan Rickman shirt on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and you can find that at tpublic.com slash stores slash rewatchability. That's T-E-E, public. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, sorry, it's not, not like just Mr. The T. T. <laughs> Don't, Mr. T public. Don't go to just the letter T and then public. That's, uh, I think, a human trafficking sign. <laughs> um, that's what the T stands for. Right, trafficking. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. No, no, yeah. T public. But they T-E. make it public. It's yeah. nice. They don't keep it behind closed doors. <laughs> well, let's get into Iron Man here because this was... <laughs> we just lost that sponsor. Like... They're not a sponsor. No. <laughs> we just made shirts through them. I, I mean, yeah, they might take our shirts down. I guess. Yeah, we can go through the human traffickers next time. <laughs> This is one of the more recent movies we've done. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, 10 years old. 10 years old, 2008. Mm-hmm. And I think last week we did like the oldest movie we'd ever done on the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to mention, because a lot of people might have missed last week's episode, because a lot of people I'm sure haven't seen it. It's a more obscure movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we did. Also, it came out on 420. Yeah. So that's we- why. No one saw it. Everyone lost their phones and no one was able to listen to podcasts. <laughs> right, yeah. But we did the movie I Love You, Alice B. Toklas, which is an old Peter Sellers movie. And mm-hmm. the reason we did that was because our guest was Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a movie that literally changed his life. Yeah. So, yeah, we've never had a guest on the podcast before where it like, changed the course of their life, the movie that we did. No, and that's it's, true. It's crazy. Well, I think Spice World came close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It almost changed the course of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Mine's spicier. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Even if you haven't seen the movie or mm-hmm. don't care to. Man, There's lots of great stories. Tommy tells so great. Yeah, so many great stories. He, oh, about Peter Sellers, yeah. Peter Sellers and Ricky Jay. And oh, my God. He talks about drugging Paul Reiser <laughs> <laughs> without his consent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not mad about that. so yeah no please go and check that out because yeah i I know a lot of people probably didn't click on it because they hadn't heard that movie but uh man it's it's worth it just to hear some of those great stories and a lot of great stories about the 60s too yeah yeah so so check that out okay Mm -hmm. iron man think back to 2008 guys if you can i can't after all the pot i smoked (laughs) (laughs) rob when did you first see iron man i saw this in the theaters I think I remember going to see it one afternoon. I think I had the day off of classes. Like, I must have been in university or something, or maybe in grad school. I don't know. But <laughs> you were high then, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to see it and I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I mean, to sort of paint the picture of when this was released, like, this sort of came out after the Chris Nolan Batmans. Yeah. So, like, Comic books had been taken to a new level, but yeah. like they're all fucking dark and sort of not really fun anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was really exciting to have a superhero movie, and not one that I necessarily cared about because I'd never read Iron Man comics. And you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I like the Black Sabbath song, but that's all the skin I have in the game, all the right. iron I have in the game. <laughs> but it was enjoyable yeah. and fun, and I thought like a really great antidote to the dour sort of like corner that comic book movies had sort of painted themselves into. Yeah, I remember thinking about that too because I I saw it and I was like, oh, this is going to go dark right away because he gets captured by terrorists. Yeah, and Robert Downey Jr. is probably going to do some drugs or something. Yeah, yeah, get kicked out of the movie again. Yeah, The second one does get kind of dark. Yeah, it does. The second one? The second one, there's less scenes of like him being Iron Man and more scenes of like him forcing, yeah, like dancing and like DJing and people being like, Iron Man, go home you're drunk <laughs> yeah you have a problem yeah it was kind of sad it's uh, really sad yeah. yeah and it was sad too because sam rockwell was also up to be iron man and then he had to play like the villain in one movie but he yeah. could have been iron man who cares he can do anything he's so good i love sam yeah. rockwell anyway i saw the movie i don't remember seeing it in a big group or anything but i'm sure i did and i saw it in the theaters and i remember one guy just being obsessed with iron man and this was the movie he wanted to watch for so so long and i was like i don't really know iron man like my yeah 
Like, did you guys have, like, the Marvel superhero that you liked most or, like, the superhero you liked most? Well, I mean, Spider-Man is, like, the big <clears throat> one, I think, for yeah. most people. In the was Marvel that for sort of... you, Rob? Yeah. Yeah? Because mine was Daredevil. I loved Daredevil so really? much. Yeah. I had, like, the, the comic books, this, like, series, I think, that Warren Ellis did. But, is that uh, great? Frank Miller, right? Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. it's Frank Miller. Yeah. yeah. It right. was so good. Yeah, thanks for – and I loved that, and, and I'd been disappointed by – Every daredevil right, incarnation ever to made. To that point, right? Yeah, to that point. You didn't um, like that Incredible Hulk TV movie when he showed up? <laughs> no, I watched it because Daredevil was in oh, it. I was like obsessed, <laughs> and I didn't care about Iron Man at all. Like right. it wasn't one of those characters that I liked or cared about. But after seeing this movie, I remember walking out and being like, I think I like Iron Man. I think I like Marvel like a lot more than I thought I would. And I was kind of like anti because I knew they were trying to do this whole thing with all their superheroes and do this whole universe thing, and I wasn't. Right. Kind of into but this that. was the first one. This was the first like, one. Every studio says that they're going to have the ambitions to make a franchise out of yeah. it, like, you know, the universal horror things or whatever it oh, was. Oh, with the mummy? And... Yeah, the dark yeah. universe or <laughs> right. whatever. Yeah. But let's be honest, if this late. movie hadn't worked, there would be no Marvel franchise. In fact, yeah. I think Marvel would have lost, there was some sort of thing I read in the trivia that they would have lost the rights to all of these characters because they would have been, like, bankrupt. Yeah, this movie hadn't have been a success. Yeah, well, it's it's crazy that it was a success, and also like Robert Downey Jr. was kind of not entirely bankable at this point, right? Like, oh no, you know, yeah, he had done Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was his comeback movie, and yeah. I love that movie more than anything in the world. But more uh, than your fiance, <laughs> more than oh any movie God. in the world, maybe. Uh, You're not writing but... your own vows <laughs> <laughs> to Shane Black. <laughs> what? I'm still... who made an Iron Man movie later? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what about you, JM? Did you? Yeah, I saw this movie also in the theater. I wasn't that excited for it. I can tell by your voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like <laughs> you guys. Apprehensive jam. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone I wasn't, was. Uh... Like, the reason why they made an Iron Man movie for, like, Marvel's first independent movie they made themselves was well, he was one of the few characters they hadn't sold off already. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't that jazzed about it, but I liked it okay. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I think, you know, talking about, like, the building of the universes, like, I think the reason why all those other ones that came after, and lots of people have said this, but the ones that came afterwards were so painfully trying to set up their universes, like, in The Mummy, it's, you know, they built, they made, like, a logo for their shared universe, they had, like, Russell Crowe come in as Dr. Jekyll, it was just Mm -hmm. so forced, and this movie does really none of that, except for one scene that's after the credits of the movie. Right. Like, they didn't, it didn't feel forced, they didn't feel like they were trying to, um, create something artificial that would connect to a bunch of other movies they were going to sell you. I don't know. Like I, uh, it felt cohesive. It felt like one movie. It felt like one movie that had the potential to branch out into others, but it certainly didn't force it. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. It was, you mentioned the Batman movies and how Mm. dark they were. It was the same summer. The dark Knight came out. Right. So I do remember like being pretty into that as Mm -hmm. you know, Right, overall, twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, but there was no joke. Like there were not not one joke in that movie. What? what you, one of the characters was literally called the Joker. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was pretty hilarious in my nightmares. Yeah, he was funny. yeah I thought he was funny. He was, he was darkly funny. Darkly, f- sure. That pencil Man. bit. Yeah, great. <laughs> That's not your scary I now. saw someone do that at Yuck Yucks. <laughs> it didn't it didn't come off as well. No. They got pulled out by cops. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, but I I guess it this just felt like very light and fluffy. I I didn't love yeah. it. I I liked it fine. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of a breath of 
fresh air after all the Nolan movies. Yeah. You know? Like, it, it kind of felt like, oh, they're not taking this so seriously. This doesn't have to be, like, the most dire th- consequence in the entire world. Yeah. And I get that, and I enjoy that, and I, I think that a lot of other movies could learn that lesson. But mm-hmm. I also, I feel like my problem with the Marvel movies is sometimes they don't strike that balance. And I mm-hmm. like the Marvel movies a lot. I've seen them all. You know, I'm, I'm going to go see Infinity War, obviously. But did you guys see Ragnarok? I like loved Ragnarok, Thorny? though. No. I did, too. I, yeah. Minor spoilers for Ragnarok. It's a very funny movie. Then at the end, there's like The this Rock big... is not in it. It's one of the spoilers. That's true. Yeah. But there's this very fun movie, and it's very silly, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. But then at the end, there's this big battle, and it's very serious. And like Thor loses an eye. Yeah. And everyone's oh, just, my God. Like, everyone's just like joking about it. Everyone's like, hey, you're missing an eye. He's like, I know, right? It's, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> the moments like that call for like a right. bit of drama or seriousness. Yeah. Like That just made it feel like such a trifle to me. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, we'll probably talk about more what the Marvel movies are doing now at the end of the podcast, but I kind of like that Marvel movies are branching out and doing different genres within the movies that they right. have. Yeah. Because it's doing sort of this... like the comics. They yeah. were all different. They had different tones. Exactly. And like right in the nick of time because their movies were kind of getting stale with the same tone sure. again and again and again. Yeah. I want to see some what if movies. Do you guys remember that series? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. like they would do like weird alternate universes where, uh, I don't know, like Batman. Like Red Sun or something. Like that, yeah, like Superman. Well, that's that's DC. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I yes, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm it's, a comic book idiot. It's exactly that thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but they were like single issues. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. But I mean, that's like the great thing about the heroes and the characters is that they have that sort of malleability. Yeah, some for of them. Sure. Yeah. When well, done right. <laughs> let's get into what actually goes down in Iron Man because I hadn't seen this in in years. There was a lot of stuff I'd forgotten. Rob, do you want to run down the plot of Iron Man for us? I sure do. Mm-hmm. It's about a man. Okay. Good. That's half the title. Working it in here. This is good. Who is made of iron. You, you didn't watch the movie, did you? No. no. I watched Pumping Iron <laughs> by accident. You watched the sequel, The Iron Lady? Yeah. <laughs> never just builds a suit. <laughs> take out Parliament. She does have repulsors, though. <laughs> Because it's in her policies. <laughs> She's an awful human being. <laughs> and a real villain. But Iron Man is about Tony Stark. He is a very wealthy guy. He's the yeah. owner of a arms manufacturer. Mm-hmm. When it opens, we see him. He's going out to the desert to sort of show off some of his new munitions. And it's a real fancy display. But his uh, convoy gets attacked and... Whew, <laughs> yeah, it's it's well, it's one of those movies like it's like scratch. You're yeah. probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, I wound up here. <laughs> doodly, doodly, doodly. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it goes back to the past. It goes to like it did feel like a. I feel like a lot of pilots for TV shows do that. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah Breaking, like Breaking Bad is Breaking Bad. It's yeah. you know mm-hmm. another show. The Mad Men one was weird though. No, I didn't do that. Didn't no, do that. but <laughs> I feel like a lot of them do that. I mean, it's yeah. It makes sense. But even just that it had a cold open like that felt very piloty. And in yeah. a way, this was well, a pilot for a giant, a giant universe. Show. And that felt like that almost aged it a bit. Just that it started that way. It was like, now let's go back. Like, we got to start with something that's going to like grab the audience. But like Marvel movies don't do that now. They're like, you're here. You're going to watch this all. Oh, man. Yeah, I, you don't need to grab your attention. I suggested we do this movie because I just watched the beginning of it. And 
even like in the first four minutes, there were so many just dated things that wouldn't fly today. Like <laughs> right, yeah. Tony kind of like insults a woman that he thought was a man oh, because yeah. she is in the army. Yeah, yeah he's like, I don't like, have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. And then someone takes a picture and he's like, I don't want to see that on MySpace. Like yeah. it's just all of a sudden I was Not like, Not ah. cool talking about MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. He has so, open alcohol yeah. in a car, you know, dated things. <laughs> Yeah, but so it sort of just flashes back so we get to see a bit of Tony Stark's dickishness. So we get to see, like, how much of a dick he is. Right? Yeah. But he, he gets sort of captured and he, he almost dies in the attack, but he's sort of saved by this guy who's his sort of cellmate. Mm-hmm. And they're being held in this cave by these terrorists. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. the only way... It's like some six-year-old imagination of like, what terrorists are. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Well, <laughs> a six-year-old or uh, True Lies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. this was pretty – I mean, 2008, it was pretty thick in the Iraq War era. Mm. I mean, I think we're still pretty thick in the whole in the whole thing. <laughs> we're thick in the whole? <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I mean, part of the weirdness of this movie is that it feels pretty racist, but also, like, it was situated in a time when – that we were still very much, I mean, yeah. I guess we still are now, but like it was right in the, you know, just a few years after the invasion in Iraq and Afghanistan. And the idea that they would try to tell that real world story, but have it be this fictional kind of gang called the Ten Rings, which connects to like the Mandarin. Right. Like it right, feels like yeah. they're setting up a Mandarin character that'll come later. It's just, it's an odd thing to try to conflate this fictional villain with this very real thing i mean in well, also the... with the tone of the movie too like it's a pretty light tone to like be delving into that's this true real too, world yeah. thing yeah. right like in the in the comics i think it was uh the kind of the same origin story but in the vietnam war yeah right so like i get a totally unproblematic war <laughs> <laughs> no but i get that they wanted to like you know modernize the same story with whatever yeah. war was going on yeah with the next problematic war yeah, yeah. but i i guess it's just like it's a little weird that like the movie's mostly white people, Terrence Howard, all the <laughs> <Yeah>. villains <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, that definitely doesn't play well. But... Except for one surprise villain, we'll get to. Yeah, <laughs> but I do think that it's okay. I do think that it's good that it sort of like addresses actual world issues. I mean, I think that you would have to do that. The character is like an arms manufacturer. I think that's a good in route to the story mm-hmm. because the whole thing is about his culpability. Mind you, he only becomes a hero not because people are dying in general, just because like his stuff is killing people. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And but, but you know, I feel like... the wrong people, the wrong brown <laughs> sure. people. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But right. also it feels very much like Tony's story kind of aligns with the Bush presidency because he suffers like a trauma, like mm-hmm. a 9-11 like event. For sure. Where his safety bubble is is penetrated. He wasn't prepared for that. And then he spends the rest of the movie like intervening in world affairs. Like he flies yeah. back to the Middle East and starts blowing up tanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. But the difference is, is that like he didn't just be like, oh, something happened to me. I got to bomb the shit out of this country mm-hmm. and also this country that my dad had some unfinished business <laughs> right. with. For, to secure oil. How yeah. it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he actually has like this huge crisis of conscience because yeah. the first thing he does is he gets Burger King. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's that's actually, true. That is sort of interesting. Wait, Apparently, you're, you're really flashing forward here. You <laughs> you skipped over him building the Iron Man suit so you could get well, to Burger King. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the Iron Man suit's ridiculous. Okay, so he. <laughs> <laughs> we he, should talk about that because it is ridiculous. The only way that he can get out of this cave with the help of this other genius scientist that he's imprisoned with. And the idea is that these terrorists or henchmen or whatever they are, they want him to, like, build the Stark super weapons for them so that they can use them and all of that stuff. But he just uses all the access to build this Iron Man suit, which is the only way to get out of the situation. It's it's so weird to me that they were, like, looking through. They have cameras on him at all times. They're like, ah, it's cool. He's probably building the rocket, which looks nothing like (laughs) an Iron Man suit. Why does the rocket need a face? I don't know. That was a Russian accent, by the way. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, it was just weird to me that they were, like, not only terrorists, but, like, they were true lies terrorists, like the most incompetent terrorists of all time. Well, also, I don't even understand because this is flashing forward a little bit. But, you know, we later find out Jeff Bridges is the bad guy and paid them to kill Tony. Yeah. But then they don't kill They're him. Cool, they get him dude. to build weapons for them. But then they also have this pipeline where... They're yeah. buying weapons from Jeff Bridges. So having why weapons they, wasn't a problem. Yeah. Like, why did they yeah. have to make him build a weapon if they could just buy it? Yeah. From Jebediah. Is it, his name is Jebediah? Obadiah. Ob- Obadiah. Obadiah. Yeah. <laughs> right. It seems so much easier uh, to just buy those weapons from that guy you're in cahoots with. As opposed yeah. to like betraying him so you can have like a like a labor camp where yeah. it's so weird. And you can where still one get, guy's making yeah. torpedoes. This this rocket needs a lot of armor plating, apparently. <laughs> you can still get good <laughs> deals on Soviet era Russian stuff, you know? Why bother going with this new Stark Industries stuff? Jesus, I don't want to see your online ordering <laughs> receipts. <laughs> it's really easy, guys. Got Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. But he wakes up after like getting all the shrapnel on his chest, and this guy has put like a car battery <laughs> and a yeah. magnet into his sternum. Oh my god, it's like a saw movie. <laughs> so he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, thanks for saving my life." I'd be like, "Get this out of me! Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And how is that supposed to save his life?" It's like repulsing the magnets because the the shrapnel is going to go to his heart yeah but why is the shrapnel attracted to his heart because it's metal wouldn't it just be attracted to the magnet he's got a metal heart oh okay like that's sorry i'm sorry yeah that explains yeah i i didn't understand really and why can't they just get the shrapnel out yeah with a different magnet yeah, yeah. he has all this technology. He literally has a butler with like a precision arm. <laughs> he can't get the butler to just go. Yeah. Thanks, Jarvis. No problem, Tony. <laughs> does he get it out in later movies? I feel like he does. Yeah, yeah. like in the third one, I think. I, th- I think it's in that movie. I think the second or third one. I can't anyway. remember. And also, while we're on the subject, the little arc reactor thing he has, yeah. which is like <laughs> almost He makes a... fusion energy in a cave. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then when he comes back and he's talking to Jeff Bridges, it's like, we should probably like <laughs> use this like limitless <laughs> fusion energy technology we invented. And then <laughs> Jeff Bridges is like, that was just like a publicity stunt. We're... There's yeah. no money in that. <laughs> he's like, but it, it works. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's all weapons, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's no energy crisis. Why, why would we ever? Use? We're not using these weapons to secure oil to power our. <laughs> it's just like so silly. Like anyway. even if it couldn't power cities, even just the fact that it saved a guy's life, like maybe they could sell it to the it powers, medical industry. It yeah. powers a rocket suit that can fly around the world. <laughs> you could put that on a bike and you'd be set for ages. They didn't know that yet. <laughs> they thought it was only good for getting out of caves. <laughs> 
and this guy the entire time like works with them and they kind of like it's this weird buddy thing at the beginning where they're like playing chess together yeah they get to like know each other yeah and he says like he's gonna go see his family once they get out but yeah and later we find out that his family was dead and yeah. so he sacrifices himself to go see his family Every other hex point. They're coming. Nothing pretty. Just get it done. Just get They're it They're coming. Make sure the checkpoints are clear before you follow me out, okay? We need more time. Hey. I'm going to go by you sometime. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Yeah, but like so, his white way. friend can live. <laughs> <laughs> You're more famous than me. You must live. Well, Go, a- Caucasian one. <laughs> I did read that apparently the Mandarin was supposed to be at one point was going to be the villain in this. Right. But when they yeah. cast Jeff Bridges, they were like, "Well, let's just make him the main villain." And also that the Mandarin is very, very racist. Well, but they couldn't figure the Mandarin out. Yeah. Well, yeah, cause yeah. <laughs> that's why I love Shane Black. He figured anyway. Did he? Did he? I like that. Anyway, I liked it. It was kind of funny. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like it was the only way to do it. It's but yeah, it's better than just doing it. Yeah, (laughs) certainly. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just kind of weird because, like, you know, in Batman Begins, there's like the Rutger Hauer character. It's like the same exact story. Like he's like another executive who is friends with like the dad who works at the company and doesn't like what the young son is doing and is secretly trying to like plot to take it over. It's like the C or D story of Batman begins. But the A story here. Yeah, exactly. That's why we can lift it and use it. What a popular trope, this thing of like this guy who's worked his whole life and is probably like an expert in all of these things. And then he just has to put up with the boss's shitty kid coming and taking (laughs) over. But no, actually the boss's shitty kid is a superhero and better than everybody <laughs> america <laughs> america yeah chairman of the board that's how like we that. got trump <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i blame iron man <laughs> anyway he escapes the cave he gets out of the cave We're with still this in the cave? stupid suit that oh, he yeah. uses yeah and they can't shoot through the suit because they gave him armor plating i <laughs> won't come back to bite them in the ass and then he gets out and he flies away and he crashes and he gets saved by the american military because they're the best yeah, and because that's they're the, all over right. the Middle East anyway. Right. Yeah. So he comes back and he gets burned. We were just King. bombing a hospital and we saw you <laughs> we saw you land there, Tony. Yeah. We'd get you medical help, but uh <laughs> jokes on us, I guess. Uh oh, anyway, uh let's get you back to the States. Yeah. 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 So that's when he gets Burger King. Yeah. That's when he gets we're back to Burger King. So he calls this press conference and he says he has like a blanket around him and the Burger King thing and he's like I don't want to make weapons anymore. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're not going to make weapons. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff yeah. Bridges is the dude is like really uncool about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. He was like, those arms really tied Stark Industries together. <laughs> <laughs> and he like ushers them off stage. Yeah. 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 He's like, ah, oh, he's still sick. He's still sick. But he's, he has like a change of heart, a crisis of conscience. He doesn't know how really to nice. how to be the person that he is, mm-hmm. which is essentially a weapons maker. And we're introduced to Pepper Potts at this point. Oh yeah, which is you know his his femme de jour. Who names their kid what? Pepper? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds Especially like if your last name, name is Potts. That sounds like the name that Gwyneth Paltrow would give her kids in real life. <laughs> Pepper Potts Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the name of a cookbook she'd, she'd write too. It's the only Pepper cookbook. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't know about the all-pepper diet? Yeah. <laughs> 
that cures cancer. Yeah, you sneeze out all the bad things in your body. All the demons sneezed out. I think out. I sneezed out a tumor. That's <laughs> your lung. Yeah, so she's like, I guess they tried to update it because I think in the comic she was like his secretary. But here yeah, she's still like basically his secretary. Yeah, yeah, now she's a personal assistant. That's much more progressive. <laughs> she's she's in charge of ushering out the women that he brings back to his mansion. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's wife. Is that who that is? Yeah. Wait, yeah. like Sam Rockwell's character from Iron Man 2? Is that why he's mad at him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, I that was yeah. another terrible scene where like the reporter at the beginning comes up to him and... Uh is asking him about the morals of how many weapons he makes and how he distributes them, and his response is to hit on her, and it works. Yeah. 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 And also she introduces herself by saying, Vanity Fair magazine. It's like, he knows what Vanity Fair is. You don't have to say <laughs> magazine. <laughs> that really You're not online? Me. You're not Vanity Fair online? Magazine. Okay, I can it's talk like, to that's you. That's an blade. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe they still said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they probably still said that with the MySpace comments and everything. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good thing she didn't come up and like, I'm from MySpace. <laughs> yeah, he's like, perfect, I want to talk to you. Yeah. I'm Tom from MySpace. <laughs> perfect, I want to sleep with you. <laughs> You're my only friend on MySpace. It's great. Yeah. 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 Uh, His, like, relationship with Pepper Potts is pretty problematic. Yeah. Like the movie. Yeah. It, I mean, it is. I feel like I feel like she does a pretty good job with it. I know that people hate her, but I feel like she does a pretty good job in this movie. It's kind of hard to separate Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress, from Gwyneth Paltrow, the crazy person that yeah. sells garbage. <laughs> <laughs> sells garbage to people's health food? Yeah, for yeah. thousands of dollars. <laughs> That's like an Iron Man villain thing to do. Tony Stark should be stopping her. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people to put rocks in their vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got so much more to talk about. We're going to be right that comment. Yeah. <laughs> if that survives the edit, we'll talk about it. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Our new sponsor is Goop. <laughs> no, our new sponsor is... You can't come back in with that. You can't lead with Goop. We're back on Rewatchability, part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network. We're talking about Iron Man, the 2008 Marvel foray into into movies, I Metal guess. Metal urgy. <laughs> Smelting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. We're getting silly here. I, th- I think that's what just this movie brings out. It's a, a kind of a wacky movie. Well, yeah, it's very lighthearted and... I think part of it is because they sort of filmed it without having a completed script, and a lot of it was sort of improvised yeah. by Robert Downey Jr. So the character of Tony Stark, I mean, I Robert remember Downey him. Yeah. yeah, I remember him from the comic books, and he seemed like kind of like a stern sort of guy. He had that mustache, and, <laughs> oh, that, you know, he had like... That, a little bit of curly hair. The yeah. facial hair for Tony Stark is not aging well. No. <laughs> he looks like no. a Christian rock star. <laughs> he he looks like the evil version of himself. Like he looks like his own villain. I do want to touch on quickly the the improv thing because I was reading about this. Like 
John Favreau said that this is kind of like the dirty secret about superhero movies is that the script is usually the last thing to get proper attention. That's no secret. Uh, yeah. It's and, obvious. And Jeff Bridges commented on it in the most Jeff dirty, Bridges though. way possible. Jeff Bridges said, they had no script, man. <laughs> they had an outline. We would show up for big scenes every day and we wouldn't know what we were going to say. <laughs> That's awesome. So we just went bowling, man. <laughs> but he, uh, I don't know, I kind of like the scenes that you can clearly tell they're just riffing. Yeah. yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is so good at it. Like, I don't know, for his character. For sure. Well, I mean, he is a real likable asshole. And I think for the most part, it works. He does ride the line between likable and asshole Mm -hmm. in a good way on this film. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's sort of worn a bit thin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I feel like if anyone is going to get killed off in this movie, in this new movie, it's probably him because he's super expensive and his shtick's getting a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even seem to be having fun anymore. No. Well, and he's, I don't know, the, I mean, we'll talk about this again, but like the later movies, he just seems invincible. Like nothing can, they all seem, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Then what happens? Like, well, Jeff Bridges gets the suit. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. That happens sort of later. But first is that Tony Stark starts building a Mm -hmm. suit. Oh, Jesus. We're not even there yet? Well, we just haven't talked about it. It's like the montage. It's like he builds a suit. Yeah, and he tests it out. He tests out the fun robot friend he has. Yeah, Jarvis. Well, no, but with the arm. The claw. Jarvis. That's not Jarvis. Jarvis. I thought it was all like Jarvis was controlling that. I I think it's like the stupid version of Jarvis or whatever, because he calls it an idiot and stuff. (laughs) Okay. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I bow out. But I thought that was very. Funny That'd be in the pretty movie. insulting. That would be like if I just called your arm an idiot. <laughs> like, oh, it's just an arm. Personifying your arm to call it an idiot. <laughs> no. My weak arm is like the arm in you know. Right. So he builds the suit, and then he yeah does. There's what? some fun testing it stuff. Yeah. First, he like just barely tests the thrusters, and then after barely getting the hang of it, he's like. Let's take it as high as it'll go. And yeah. he uh, quickly learns that it sort of tops out at a certain point because freezes, everything freezes. Yeah. He has to devise a mechanism. The, the thing that's sort of unbelievable about this movie is that Tony Stark is both like a sort of witty playboy asshole who just sits around and polishes his cars. But simultaneously, he can build like brand new technology like arc reactors <laughs> and these like robot suits. Just yeah. like by himself without any other researchers. Yeah, like it seems like like he's not keeping up on current trends in science <laughs> and technology. Right. He probably hasn't done any science or technology since university and he was mostly studying the bong. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. He yeah. is. I, but the same thing with Batman. Like, you know, he's supposed to be like this, like have the purported playboy sensibility. Yeah, but Batman, as well. Bruce Wayne didn't seem like he had any friends. <laughs> well, another just Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark's friend is like one guy in the army. Yeah, yeah who he yeah. treats like garbage. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Especially in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. he's such a dick to him. Yeah. I know. And then, <laughs> I wonder if that's like part of the improv because then they like I guess it didn't work out with Terrence Howard who yeah. played War Machine. Rhodes. Rhodes. Colonel Rhodes. Yeah. yeah, because it was Don Cheadle in the second and third film, right? Yeah. 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 That was the story is, I guess, maybe Terrence Howard was a little hard to work with, but also he was the first one to get cast. So he got paid the most. He got paid more than Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow, everybody. So then for the second one, they all wanted like big bumps Mm -hmm. in pay. And Robert Downey Jr. didn't want Terrence Howard getting more than him that time, presumably. 
Uh, That's so, so funny. Yeah, they rewrote it. Did you hear that thing about Terrence Howard it. doing math? There's like new math. I thought you were gonna say. Oh math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he has a new math. Yeah, that one plus one equals one. Yeah, yeah that's his new he math. Figured it out. Wait, what? Yeah, he's he, like the Tony Stark of math. He did this whole uh, like interview with, uh, with this guy where he's like, "Yeah, man, if you think about it, everyone's lying to us." So what do you mean? He's like, "Like think about math. The basic thing of math is that one plus one equals two. That's a lie, man." And he was like, I think you've gone off the deep end. And he's like, no, think about it. He's like, I've thought about it. And you're wrong. <laughs> so maybe that's why he like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah got I, kicked I, off the set. I can't, like, <laughs> I can't picture Don Cheadle saying that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, Don Cheadle seems so cool. Like, I don't know. He's been in some cool music videos. Like a, <laughs> he's in that. That's uh, your threshold for cool. Yeah, yeah, they've been in some music videos. Yeah. Not to mention all those people he sheltered in that hotel, Blaine. <laughs> right. That's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like Terrence Howard finding this, but I think his character is poorly written. Yeah. And oh yeah, no, it's bad. And oh man, we didn't even talk about that scene where like he gets him drunk in the private plane, and all the stewardesses like are strippers. This is basically stripping. <laughs> that's they just they just got all the. Jobs that started with ST. They just like <laughs> did that on board the jet. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. There, yeah. But I mean, it's hard because I know that the you director. Got the stripper pole coming up from the floor. That would just impale someone if they were lying down. <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah, if that plane went down, <laughs> that's a hazard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know what the thinking was there. Like, I know he's like, oh, I'm a playboy and I can like do all these things. Yeah. I have a jet set around the world and I have strippers, stewardesses. But it just makes me really hate the movie at that point. And it feels like even in 2008, I would have been like, this is stupid. For sure. Yeah. Anyway. The way no one was in 2008, I guess. The, what do you... No one, I, no one said that. This movie was a monster hit. Yeah, it was a monster hit. That's, that's, but like maybe this, yeah. I don't know. That's my only problem with this movie. Because like Tony kind of reforms, but he also kind of doesn't. Yeah. He still kind of seems like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Who I just doesn't like want to make though. weapons. I guess. It, I kind of like guess. that he doesn't do like a whole 180. Like his personality is the same. Yeah. He's just like doing the same thing he did before, but for justice this time. He gets to decide who he bombs, which is like not. That's I mean that's the problem with every superhero movie is that they're just taking justice in their own hands and like killing Wait, people. What <laughs> you're saying so, that maybe they set a bad example and there's some sort of vigilantism or something? Oh man, like that guy in Seattle. What guy in Seattle? Uh, Kurt Cobain, <laughs> Frazier, Starbucks. <laughs> yes, all those guys. <laughs> well, you know, Stan Lee said he created the character to be hated, right? Because he said, you know, when, when he was working in the cold war he said like there was nothing the kids would hate more than like oh an arms manufacturer yeah so right. he kind of did it almost like a dare to see like can we can we turn this into a redeemable character yeah i guess i don't know like i guess it's hard to view this movie now because there have been so many movies with iron man in it mm-hmm. and i think w- everything that i found charming has just worn so thin that i can't go back mm-hmm. while we're talking about actually this is a good point to talk about another scene that you know we would label perhaps problematic now if it had been included in the movie we're getting to the part where he goes back to the middle east right to yeah to start blowing stuff up yeah there was a deleted scene where they contrive a, a cover story for why <laughs> tony is in the middle east uh-uh. right wag the dog type stuff basically tony <laughs> goes to this big swank pool party in dubai where he hangs out with Ghostface Killer, naturally, <laughs> who gifts him two women. 
Ghostface. Let's just play the clip. Holy stop. How are you? Nice to see you. I'm sorry, I still got your plane. Oh, no, 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 and I got your Bentley, so just bring it back full of gas and everything's... Yes. Hi. Are they... That's for you. For my consideration? This is for you. Good evening. I'm thinking of a number between one and five. Three. Exactly. Shall we? Boy, oh, boy. Hey, uh, uh, Potts. Cue the fireworks in five. Okay. Honestly, I'm not entirely comfortable with this, and I never have been. Do you know how easy it is to get a reputation and how hard it is to lose? And I'm not playing victim. I'm not, you know, complaining. It's just it's something that has occurred over time. And oh, you poor thing. What are we going to do about that? that? Say, would you mind joining us briefly? Well, Iron he- Man, more like disappointing man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's weird. Yeah. 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 He also just like inconvenienced three people to have a, you know, and that's, that's the worst part of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically well, they're he, being paid if they're sex workers. Yeah. Yeah. So should be decriminalized. Basically Ghostface Killer <laughs> gifts him women that I guess are prostitutes that he, that's his alibi for, right. I don't know. It's weird. It's like the reverse of Trump's alibi right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a weird scene. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's not in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good cut. <laughs> Way to go, John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. Really so then pulled what it happens? out. After the three women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, eventually we sort of find out that Jeff Bridges is betraying him. Yeah. And in fact, he set him up to be kidnapped by the bad guys. And he goes back and he kills the bad guys with like a brain freeze device. Oh, yeah. That's really weird. It's like eating a popsicle too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he takes the suit that Tony made in the cave, the primitive Iron Man suit, the proto Iron Man Mm -hmm. prototype, if you will. And he takes it back to his lab, gets his guys to analyze it. There's like a scene with a scientist and he's like, there's a technology. If Tony Stark can't do it, why can't you? And the guy's like... I'm not Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. The, again, like, <laughs> the one thing they can't re- replicate is the greatest invention that's ever been invented <laughs> that Jeff Bridges could not care less about until this one point in the movie. Where he wants a suit. That's all <laughs> yeah, he cares he about. A suit. <laughs> you have a whole nother company here that could just be giving free energy to it people. It could revolutionize <laughs> humanity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, shit, my suit. Yeah. <laughs> I want a suit. Yeah, I want, I want one too. I'm jealous. Yeah. I do feel bad. The the kind of guy who leads the Ten Rings, who he use, he freezes and yeah. then like gets killed off screen. I did read an interview with him afterwards where he's like, you know, we didn't see my character get killed. So, you know, and he's got a <laughs> ring on. So like maybe he becomes the Mandarin in oh, the next oh, movie no, or like honey. he's the way into the Mandarin. <laughs> oh, no, sweetie. No. Yeah, none of that happened. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, that's too bad for that guy. We yeah. got Gandhi, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry I called him bitch. That wasn't appropriate. It's Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Sir Gandhi. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a big battle at the end where Pepper Potts is used as a pawn to get Robert Downey Jr. to... Pepper Potts pawn? <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Say that six times fast. <laughs> 
It's a real tongue twister, which I think is also an Iron Man character. <laughs> the tongue twister. <laughs> so yeah, Jeff Bridges gets his own suit, and he has this big old sluggeroo with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And oh, but we forgot the part where he goes back and almost kills Iron Man and takes the arc reactor from his chest, and then right. Iron Man's dying, and he has to use the old arc reactor, which Pepper Potts gave him as a gift for his birthday, and it says. This is to prove to everyone that Tony Stark has a heart. Right. And then he uses it, and that saves the day. Isn't that, like, beautiful? That's poetic. It is weird he didn't have a backup, though. Yeah. Just a regular backup? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a Tony Stark thing, you know? (laughs) Just drive ahead full speed. Yeah. He doesn't have a backup Jarvis. But I kind of like that. So the, the way he wins against this big guy or starts to win is that he flies up to the stratosphere where the ice yeah and he does like chases thing. him but i i like that that kind of comes back because that's all of tony stark's personality figured that out early so he could iterate and like make a new suit that didn't do that so like it's his personality of like just gunning like pedal not metal. wanting to die <laughs> like his personality is to be rash and impulsive to the point where you're probably gonna die yeah. and then if you happen not to die yeah to learn from that. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of like the Elon Musk thing, right? I mean, everyone compares Tony Stark to Elon Musk, too. But like Elon Musk would have, like, put himself in the Tesla Roadster that he shot to Mars and been like, this will probably work out. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. does bother me that the end of this movie is just, like, just the two guys in suits fighting. Yeah. Not well, not that I it just it was felt a little disappointing at the time. Pepper does turn on the reactor to blow the reactor and kill the bad guy at the end. So like she does in essence kill the bad yeah. guy. It, it's not so much that. It's more just like So she does it feels kind very, of have an arc, but it feels really. very weightless to me. It's just like the two CG suits just battling each other. At the end yeah. they take their helmets off, but For sure. Like, there's all this stuff where they're fighting on a freeway, and at one point, like, somebody gets punched through, like, a transport. Yeah. And I'm thinking about, like, other great freeway scenes, like Terminator 2. Like, you feel them. They're, True you know, too. They're visceral. This one, it just sort of, like, all happened, and none of it had an impact. And sometimes I didn't even think that I was, like, intellectualizing what was happening. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, he went through a tractor trailer. It was just like, oh, something punched something. There's a the sound of metal. There's another thing. Do you guys think we're too old for Iron Man? Is this, <laughs> is this yeah, right also, now? it's it's like I just found it really silly the way they like distorted Jeff Bridges' voice. Yeah, make him sound yeah. like Shredder or something, but well, it still sounds like, like Jeff. I Bridges. put the Darth Vader vocoder in. <laughs> yeah, and but I still sound like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I mean like. 2008 era Jeff Bridges, true well, grit. And that's my problem with like all of the Marvel movies now is that like the best thing about these characters is that they had these flaws that villains took advantage of to break them, you know. And and the Christopher Nolan Batman one, those movies did that again and again. I liked that, but now even Black Panther, they were just kind of like wailing on each other with these super suits. They they could never be beaten, and it just seemed like why am I? Why do I care anymore? That's kind of what. I don't know. Wow. That's kind of where I'm at with with the Marvel. Like I just watched Civil War again, and it's just a guy who can't be hit to like he, he can't be hit to kill him, and then Iron Man who can't be hit. To kill. So it's just like why are they hitting each other? They know they can't <laughs> hurt each other. Okay, like, no, no, you're all right. We're too old for these movies. Like, but wasn't Civil War about slavery? <laughs> it's just it's just so. St- anyway, I'm just. I, I guess I am too old for this movie. Hitting each other. 
They're hitting each other for no reason because they're like, I can't hurt you. You can't hurt me. So why are we hitting each other? Also, while we're getting to like the old people complaints, I do think it's fundamentally weird that this is the story of a guy who's like, wait a minute, weapons are bad. I'm going to build myself the coolest weapon in the world (laughs) for only me to use. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that sort of makes sense because he thinks that he's the only person that he can trust with his own power. Yeah, which is crazy because that's what Trump thinks right now, right? Like that's what a despot or like a tyrannical ruler thinks is that they're the only one that has the knowledge to like do anything worldwide. And and they're always wrong because I'm the only person (laughs) with that power and the responsibility. But that's why we've chosen democracy. So that we don't like leap anyway. That's what I just I actually just wrote a piece for crack that should go up this week about how these Marvel movies often align with like conspiracy theories because they're also always about how the individual is more trustworthy than like an institution. Right. Yeah. Like institutions are constantly being torn down and revealed to have some insidious power behind them. Right. So, so I think there is something just kind of fundamentally weird about telling these stories in like a real world scenario yeah mm-hmm. yeah where it's like our like, they're trying to make it our world yeah because yeah. yeah like i again i put this in the article but like imagine a world where like the president was almost murdered by the vice president so the vice president could cure his like daughter's illness because she's in a wheelchair and no one talks about that's like not even like the 16th weirdest thing to happen that year you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 like it's just, what a nightmare to live in these in this marvel verse <laughs> um, yeah but i do think yeah. like comic books have always reflected our society and like the anxieties of our society and like i not don't think that the marvel movies necessarily do that but they do have the potential to and i think in this one at least trying to address it i still think that resonates maybe in a way that we're not as in the thick of it in a way that it didn't then like right we can think about the arms that canada is selling to saudi arabia for example or there's tons of different examples Mm -hmm. of how we're complicit in those sorts of things and this movie takes it to task does it solve any problems no it opts for like jeff bridges and tony stark (laughs) punching each other in like cg suits i think that's where every marvel movie fails is that it does bring up this idea it like in civil war it brings up this idea of like should superheroes be reined in should they should the un control them and should they be a peacekeeping force instead of like being allowed to go into any country no matter yeah. where in the world and doing their shit and but then they they pull their punch in the end and they don't they don't come down on an answer they're just like nah the old way is probably the best way yeah. of doing this and just- it, again like that which I wrote about is in Civil War, like Cap- Captain America basically has a hunch yeah. <laughs> that the government's up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> and his his like just paranoia is completely vindicated by the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's probably just uh, has PTSD or something oh, from the God. war. Or from being frozen for so long. Yeah. He's shell shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, PTSD really does come into like the later Iron Man movies. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. It becomes... Yeah, the third one especially. Right? Yeah, yeah, I like the third one a lot. Anyway, I like uh, the third one too, but it's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems with the third one, but I like that it was a superhero without his suit for once. That was really cool. Yeah, no, I like that they got him out of the suit yeah. for a lot. Yeah. But but it's doing like a romantic comedy, he was still doing yeah. like action stuff. It wasn't like when he was out of his suit in Iron Man two, just like well, shrinking and <laughs> alienating his friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did want. I can relate to that though. <laughs> Finally, an Iron Man that speaks to me and my yeah. needs. They almost made this movie in 1990 with Stuart Gordon directing. Hmm. 
Oh, yeah. It's been in the pipeline for like 20 years or 18 years before they made it. It was just crazy. Yeah. Well, the the Stuart Gordon version, Stuart Gordon, you know, did like Reanimator Mm -hmm. and uh, Uh. lots of stuff. Co-wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I think. Huh. He was approached to do Iron Man, Marvel. Rick Moranis, Iron Man. <laughs> well, kunk. Hey, how do I cut this off? <laughs> With the helmet on backwards. One detail I thought was cool about this was Ed Newmeyer. Is that how you said Ed right. Newmeyer? I think so. Who did RoboCop. Right. Was hired to, to write the right. movie. Because <laughs> I guess they thought, like, that was another kind of robot-looking guy <laughs> in a cool suit. But his was... Basically, just going to be the Dark Knight Returns, but with Iron Man. It was going to be about an old retired Tony Stark living as a recluse. That's kind of says cool. living like Howard Hughes, so presumably uh, bottling his urine and stuff. Yeah, and then he it says yeah. because of some kind of cataclysmic <laughs> disaster, he would have to dig out his old armor and spring into action again. That's really fun. I would have loved to see yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. They could still make I like it. The urine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like who don't? Again, the Trump parallels. Exactly. And then, yeah, they kept going. They kept trying different versions. Apparently, Joss Whedon was approached about it. Right. And QT, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yeah. know. That. But he would have endangered Uma Thurman in that Iron Man. <laughs> I can't fly it that fast. <laughs> don't ask me to. The 2004 iteration was they wanted Nick Cassavetes to direct it of wow. the notebook fame. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dodged a bullet there. That right. script was about... What? <laughs> Notebook is heartbreaking. <laughs> and isn't he John Cassavetti's son? Uh, yeah, probably. Sure. No, I think he is. You heard it here first. No, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> but that script was about Tony Stark fighting his dad. His dad was the villain in that movie. Oh. oh John well. Slattery. Yeah, in the, right. in the second one. In the second one, not it's John Slattery. One. Yeah, yeah, not the first No. Well, they also they got a guy to play young... Howard Stark and like Captain America. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, I thought that sounding interesting for sure. Yeah, and apparently, yeah, Favreau had a really hard time convincing Marvel to cast Robert Downey Jr. because he yeah. was kind of still an unknown quantity. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, well, I mean, he was. Quantity. Yeah. He was bouncing back from you know his troubles. Jail. Yeah. Jail. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yeah. John Favreau has said that he sort of cast Robert Downey Jr. because he, is he parallels Tony Stark. Yeah. Tony Stark in a lot of for ways. Sure. There is like a you know like a. And then he came back. Yeah, Yeah, perfect, perfect description. No, it is. Everyone can see that. It's a redemption story. Yeah, it's and the movie. This movie is a redemption story. Like it was a huge hit. He became a giant star. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Did you guys think it was rewatchable? Who. I kind of, honestly, when I remembered that I had to watch this for today, I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch Iron Man. And then I started watching it, and it didn't catch me mm. in the way that I thought it would. Like, I, I remembered it being kind of fun and exciting, but I, I did find it kind of hard to watch. I think I appreciated some of the script things, but I don't know. I don't, I, I, it's definitely rewatchable, but I don't think it's as rewatchable as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Fair uh, enough. What about you? Yeah, I, I thought it was dated. There were a lot of things, like you were saying, Jam, that was dated. And I'm with you, Rob. Like, I think it was one of those things where I'm like, this started off a whole universe of much more watchable films than this. It's good. And, like, I can see why it started, like, kickstarted this universe. I think that there's a lot of fun to be had in this movie. But there are some chinks in its armor. Yeah. Well, and I think there's, like, there's other things. There's things that it started that I think Marvel has continued with, like not answering its own questions and like doing some like 
problematic script work and well they're uh, often like movies by committee it's hard to write like a coherent movie when somebody from marvel is yeah. calling up and being like no it's sure. got to be like this and but you got to get hulk in there but that's why like <laughs> i appreciate so much the new direction marvel's going where they're choosing like a director writer and then being like okay you have to fit this in but then you go from here and you get ragnarok out of that and black panther and so that's that's kind of fun that's also, true. they are good they get hire good people they do hire yeah. good people and yeah, just before and prevent them from doing better movies that are more original yeah <laughs> yeah and before i kick it to you jm to answer the question i do have blaine's funny name oh, oh my shit. god yeah. yeah it's coming back it's blaine's funny name everybody's uh, favorite segment. okay i have three names this week because there are a lot of names your job is to curate this uh what is the funniest name <laughs> I, I think the funniest name is Pepper Potts. Yeah, that's pretty much the best boy that did the ricking on the movie. His name was Cricket Slot. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. The uh, that's pretty good. The the second second assistant director, I think it's her. Her name was Chominix Bosch, which is oh, also okay. a pretty good that's name. Pretty good. And then uh, one of the animators was named Grantland Gears, and I thought those were all delightful names. And I wanted to bring them up. I like, uh, I like Cricket Slot. The Cricket Slot is pretty good. This is sort of a mean segment, Blaine. I feel bad for these people who... I, they just have delightful names. I, my name is Blaine Watts. So we're celebrating them. Yeah, we're celebrating just them. Cricket Slot makes me think of like a slot where you deposit crickets at like a cricket rental store, which wouldn't right. be a thing. Yeah, yeah. the Cricket Bank. Yeah, uh, Cricket Bank. And did you think it was rewatchable, Jam? I don't know. It's okay. I don't love it. I, I was I was fine. I like you know later superhero movies I, as more than the origin stories. I found it it kind of plotted along at times, mm-hmm. and I do think some of the things are like fundamentally dated. Like it's crazy to think that just ten years ago. Like I mean, I can you imagine the reaction online if there were like stewardesses that started stripping in the in Infinity War? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, what the hell is that scene? You know, yeah. I'm not blaming anyone. We're we're all evolving, and and our culture has come a long way in just these ten years. But looking back at it now, there are some things that just struck a, a bad note for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find more episodes at rewatchability.com. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rewatchability. Follow us on Twitter at rewatchability. Go buy a t-shirt at TeePublic. And if you can subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, that's always a help too. Yeah. And go support the Marvel Cinematic Universe, (laughs) for God's sake. Support independent film. This movie was all improvised. They couldn't even afford to finish the scripts. And watch your iron levels. It's like a Duplass Brothers thing. (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.